0: by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast today. Now, for those of you who followed this program for a while, you've heard some of my stories from the military. In fact, just two and a half years after leaving my military career, as when I came to the decision just to end my life. I mean, I had no meaning. I didn't have money. I was in a dead-end job. You know, the list goes on and on. If it had not been for the act of divine intervention that night that I've talked about several times on January 29th, 1992, at 11.35 p.m. Eastern time in that little empty apartment in Columbus, Georgia, on January 30th, 1992, I wouldn't have been here on this earth. But leaving service is hard. Mm-hmm. A lot harder than I had imagined. I left service thinking no, I'm a former Army officer. I'll find somebody that wants to mm-hmm. hire me pretty quick. Mm-hmm. There were almost no systems in place mm-hmm. back in 1989 when I transitioned to hope. None. Mm-hmm. And even with the systems and resources that are in place today, we're still failing to help so many veterans who are transitioning from a life of meaning, order, familiarity, into one of uncertainty. More than 2.6 million Americans have served in the armed forces since that tragic day of 9-11. Almost 240,000 military members leave active duty each and every year, ready to help companies and communities with their skill sets. But sometimes they fall through the cracks and things happen. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallowitz has formed an absolutely essential organization called Vanguard Veterans. She served 29 years in the Air Force as a nurse and also as a public affairs officer. Through Vanguard Veterans, she equips civilians to become veteran champions as the veteran hiring concierge, a military ministry builder, and a fallen comrades ceremony producer. She's also the author of a great book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. Help me welcome to the program, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Kathy Gallowitz. Kathy, thank you for taking the time to come on the program today. I do appreciate it.
2: Oh, Pastor Bob, I am thrilled. Uh, and with that introduction, my friend, I think we could talk for hours <laughs> about what you, what you dished up for us. So thank you so much for having me.
1: Amen, amen. The first question I always ask, though, is other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Kathy Gallowitz?
2: Well, Kathy Gallowitz is first and foremost a servant, one who tries to glorify the Lord in all that she does. Um, I grew up as a Navy dependent, a Navy brat in an active duty Navy family, following my father all, ac- all over the world. And most interestingly, I went to a French-speaking preschool in Paris mm-hmm. and kindergarten, Graduated from high school in Keflavik, Iceland, wow. and then went to college in Munich, Germany. Went to three uh, three different colleges in four years to get my baccalaureate degree in nursing. You know, Amen. that's kind of the story of a military kid turned military officer. Before Amen. the age of 35, I'd lived in at least 20 different communities.
1: Amen. I know feel so feeling. Certain-
2: is that right? Were you a military <laughs> dependent it. too?
1: Not a dependent, but we lived. Yeah. We moved in the twelve years I was in. We moved thirteen times.
2: Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> that is a lot. So I
1: know the feeling. I know the. Yes,
2: feeling. sir. You you do. And so, uh, the crowning achievement of my military career as a public affairs officer was to build, in response to nine eleven, a statewide outreach program for the Ohio National Guard to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families, Amen. right? Because when the, when the reserve component, you know, 80% of the reserve component, be it reserve and guard, are part-time military. So, Bob, that meant, you know, when we were deploying right alongside our active duty brothers and sisters, that the needs of our people increased. In particular, you know, they had full-time civilian jobs or they oh. were going to school full-time. So educating employers were first, was first and foremost on our mind to keep them on our team. So they didn't feel like it was, their participation was compliance driven, but that they felt like, you know, they understood the value of veteran talent and um, were willing to accommodate the disruptions and, and really support us in meaningful ways. And so it was through that uh, outreach program that I learned about the, the unique role of the faith community in supporting uh, troops and their families you know veterans and their families let's just say military connected people right. that's that's me as a profession uh, professional um, personally um, I'm a mother of three boys a stepmom the four bonus children my husband you'll like this part is a retired active army cool. soldier with exactly <laughs> with, with with four combat tours. Yeah. And, and so having grown up in a Navy family, been career Air Force and, you know, really uh, getting a, a pretty deep dive into the Army. And oh, by the way, the outreach program was uh, was initiated by an Army adjutant general. And so uh, my office was uh, in the National Guard headquarters. And I worked a lot with soldiers, so amen. I have a I have a pretty good flavor for the the different services and different roles. Certainly, as a military spouse, I was a military mom uh, and a military officer, military kid. So, how's that yeah. for
1: for amen. my description? Amen, amen. So, what were you doing when nine eleven happened, and how did it impact you?
2: Oh, interesting. So, actually, I was a CEO and president of a mid-sized chamber of commerce in Pickerington, Ohio, sitting in my office watching the airplanes hit the Twin Towers. And um, honestly at that point, um, I thought, okay, when am I going to be deployed? Because at that point I was a public affairs off a public health officer uh, whose role was to go into the battlefield and assess it for germs and you know hazards for the troops. And I thought, oh boy, you know, um, and, and oh, by the way, I was in the middle of a divorce Mm. uh, to my father's children. So it was a very, very stressful time for me. Um, I actually had the opportunity to reflect and I I honestly left my, um, well, I I went on to go to a, a a, a different position and um, in that position. I realized that I thought there was more I could do back in uniform and so within the within the year or so I chose to interview to go back uh into full-time military service with the guard and uh hoping that I could build community relations programs that would do just this and then we took it from a regional uh effort to a statewide effort so uh that was where my skill set could best be utilized with yeah. my with my community relations background, with my experience hiring veterans in a healthcare practice that my first husband and I started. Um, and and I, I realized through my life's walk after I stopped moving that, you know, my life had been different. Um, and and, and uh, I lived in a side, Lancaster, Ohio, a town of about 30,000. And um, I, you know, it, was, it wasn't very culturally diverse. Um, you know, their the, the the people I met had just had very different experiences. And, and really kind of what really hit me was I went to a funeral of a business colleague who had unexpectedly died in a jet ski accident. Mm-hmm. And I showed up to this funeral. And I was like, you know, I have never been to a funeral. Now I'm not a combat vet. Okay. But um I had moved so much that I didn't really have existing relationships with people who unexpectedly died. I didn't know the lady down the street who had cancer. And so I really started to evaluate my life experience in terms of, um, connectivity, you know, relationships, you know, leadership, really kind of even in terms of, um, the way I thought my worldview. Um, and, and so that was sort of set the stage for me for wanting to do more to, um, cultivate civilian veteran champions. That was a real eye opener. And then the other piece was that I had, I found uh, just a really good friend who came alongside of me at a time of great chaos, going through divorce. And I'd never had that kind of, you know, support in my local community. Now I had people, you know, that I could call, but it's so much different when you're in crisis to, to be able to have somebody who's there with you in person, you know, uh, crying with you, you know, laughing with you, playing with you and, you know, just helping you get through the tough spots. Amen. And so when you move so much, again, you don't have that, right. that, that, that connection. And so yeah. I'm, uh, the military ministry piece, I hope we'll really dig into that. I think yeah. that's really, you know, the, the, the biggest benefit to that.
1: Yeah. Amen. You know, when I was in and every, all the moving we did, uh, you Know our favorite song was that one on the road again. This is we're always on the road, on the road again. That's right, Amen. yeah. That's right. I hear you. I
2: Amen. hear you. you so, gotta-
1: you designed this program in Ohio to help the veterans. What were the challenges when you were trying to put this together that you face, and what did it accomplish?
2: Well, um, I guess the biggest challenge and, and frankly you know when your heart is in something and you just you just have blinders you don't see the challenges you see the opportunities you overcome obstacles you know not like a bull in a china closet but if you just see the vision so clearly you you figure out how to overcome challenges and so really the one that pops to my mind quickly is that it was just more work it was <laughs> it was more work for our our soldiers and our airmen however as you know bob as a good army officer, when the boss says you will, you do, right? Amen. That's and right. so I had the backing of the commander. And and oh, by the way, because um, we put on a lot of events, and so you know that was time consuming to organize and to execute. However, the sense of pride that I saw coming from our soldiers and airmen when they were displaying, showcasing their profession themselves wearing their uniform talking to civilians who were just thrilled to meet them and so proud of our country so proud of them I mean it it was it was just so rewarding to be the facilitator of that and so I think pretty quickly um it moved from a place of oh it's more work to oh I'm excited to do this and it makes me feel good it makes me it gives me an opportunity to um know showcase who and what i am and why i believe in what i do so okay so the result was um well we we hosted events and then we created military civilian coalitions to go beyond being inspired at the events to changing behaviors right and so some of those coalitions there was a coalition for employers healthcare providers and clergy and so we changed people's behaviors, and some of those behaviors um, you can you can hear about in the book. I showcase about twenty mostly Ohioans from different walks of life: employers, clergy, lawyers, healthcare providers, uh, educators, and then just community leaders in general, like a, a city mayor. Um, you know, it's chock full of practical strategies Amen. that c- that civilians can use to go beyond. Thank you for your service, and so that was the outcome. Is that you know? There's a great story. There's a physician uh, in in the chapter on healthcare, and he says, you know, we're just so so often in life, we just go through the motions of you know living our lives, dealing with our um, responsibilities, and we miss what's right in front of us. Isn't that the truth? Right. Yeah. we've got 2.6 million uh, iraq and afghanistan veterans they're all over the place and 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 the culture of the military is not about well how can you help me the culture of the military is i need to do my job you know i will buck up and make it work and and we don't ask for help and so it really takes a sensitive and aware citizen to be that veteran champion because these Military-connected people are all around us, but we don't tend to remember that we can do very valuable things to help them come all the way home, improve quality of life, workforce, and community.
1: Share with us some of the positive attributes that veterans can bring to a civilian company or agency.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, first and foremost, I think it's discipline. Um, We know how to uh, be team players. We knew how to be followers. We have highly adaptive skills. I mean, we're just you know on the road again. <laughs> so, what did you have to know how to do? Start over, engage, reinvent yourself, dig into a new team, you know, uh, uh, adopt to the new mission. And so, that, that adaptability is really important. And one of the biggest things that human resource professionals look at. But I'm particularly interested about uh, veterans working in manufacturing because of their adaptive skill sets. Their team, their teamwork. You know that. You know, in some cases, they may have to get their hands dirty, but not necessarily because it's so much more technolo- technologically advanced. You know, leadership skills, um, and you know, because we are experiencing a, a manufacturing renaissance in this country. Holy cow! If anybody out there is listening that, that runs a manufacturing company, you need to get after this veteran talent because. They will take your company where you need it to go. If you empower them, you have a positive culture, and you help them transition in a positive way. Praise so, and, and then the last piece is we we are future focused. You know we 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 are we are innovative, uh, regardless of what you might think, because of our structured environment. We can be very innovative, you know, given the right encouragement, the right opportunity. We're tech savvy. Um, You know, and and we're just, and we're very mission focused. Let's not minimize that. Mission and and meaning is absolutely critical in our skill set.
1: Yeah. Amen. Because, you know, most veterans, they're used to, uh, number one, showing up on time. Right. uh, Accomplishing assigned tasks in a timely manner. Yep. uh, Working overtime if necessary Mm -hmm. because the mission's first, you know, among other things. And most veterans maintain these job skills, even many years after they leave service, how do you help make the companies aware of the positive job skills that veterans bring with them to the job site?
2: Well, I offer training. I do. uh, So I'm a Veteran Talent Academy is my upcoming course. I offer that twice a year. It's in person or virtual. And so the first part of the course is veteran hiring fundamentals. How do you find, how do you interview, uh, and you know where are some sources of veteran talent? The second course coming up is advanced individual training. Go figure, <laughs> um, AIT—that's a, a an army term. Yeah. And um, so now we're going to look at onboarding, retaining, uh, messaging, uh, award program, other educational programs, and finally veteran-specific community resources. So there's there's training. I do a lot of social media posting. I'd love to connect with anybody on LinkedIn uh, or Vanguard Veteran on Facebook. I'm always educating, trying to build awareness about the the points of view that that veterans may have, you know, educate people about culture. And then I also offer consulting services to help that employer bring it all together and build that veteran attraction and retention strategy so amen. there's 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 lots of ways I do this. This, this work really, right. Pastor Bob, is my life's calling. Yeah. Uh, not only to help employers, but to help the faith community.
1: Yeah, amen. Well, tell us about your military ministry builder program.
2: All right. Um, so the VA uh, probably a decade or so ago started the community community clergy training program because they understood that with all these Iraq and Afghanistan veterans coming home, we really needed to harness. The capability of the faith community, and and that training program was really focused on the formal leaders, the the pastors, the rabbis, the the imams, you know, non denominational uh, from from all all walks of faith. Um, and so then a, a group a, after we um, implemented that uh, as much as we could in Ohio. Upon my retirement, we started a nonprofit to educate volunteers because, as you know, as a pastor, you guys are overworked. And sometimes underpaid, but you, nothing really happens unless you have a passionate volunteer. So what I do now is uh, equip volunteer faith leaders, Christian leaders to build a military ministry. And it there's no cookie cutter approach. OK, it's, it's fundamentally speaking about friendship, encouragement building spiritual resiliency through the healing power of Jesus. And so depending upon the makeup of your group uh, will depend on what approach you take. Um, My group that my husband and I uh, uh, facilitate has military moms, military spouses, combat veterans, women veterans, uh, allies, if you will, uh, parents of struggling adult veterans, parents of currently serving sailors it's a very eclectic group and so our our group is you know mostly uh, about prayer and community service and connecting and supporting one another we get together once a month but then during the month we have you know sidebar friendships and you know it's not rocket science um but you know some of the wonderful things we've done is one that pops out as a, a newcomer to my state, my community. Uh, parents had their 70th wedding anniversary. And so we all came out and stormed to support uh, her. Um, you know, another, another uh, participant's uh, husband has pretty good PTSD, he, he, he's hunkered down at home. My husband took his son fishing, okay? Um, we go to the local veterans, uh, the local uh, assisted living and celebrate Veterans Day or we go have a veterans breakfast. We have done some studies um, on PTSD. But our group we have now we have speakers on, you know, Blue Star Moms, Gold Star Moms, brain injury, you know, to to educate and, and provide more and more tools. Um, and, and so, it, it, you know, it's, to, to do this, you don't have to be a veteran to do it, but you need to have a little bit of knowledge about military culture, some, you know, basic leadership skills and an awareness of veteran community support resources because you're not there to fix people. You're there to be the hands and feet of Christ and to serve and support people as a layman. And so if anybody's interested, I offer a once a month coaching call the first Sunday of every month, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Bob, I'd like to provide you the link for that. I'd like yeah. to come alongside you. It's very low cost. This is a, a a work of a labor of love, because our military connected people feel disconnected from mainstream America. In particular, those those who have served because of military culture. You you yeah. explained it. You explained it well early on about uh, you know the systems, the mindset. Um, we really just need people to 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 bring us together and Amen. give us an opportunity to create relationships and support each other in partnership. Mm-hmm. In partnership with the formal leader of the church, with the pastor. Yeah. Okay, they need to be involved. They know the people. They can support the the leader. Um, and you know, our pastor comes and announces it. You know, every month and. So uh, it, it's, it's very rewarding and the, and the outcome, the outcomes have been great. I just gave you a few uh, brief ones, but I will tell you the outcome for me as a newcomer to my state has been um, not only, you know, new friends, but also a, a better relationship with the Lord um, and more me putting God first more uh, because of the work I'm doing and what I'm learning. So Amen. it's a win it's a
1: win-win all around. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. War all the time for today's portion of this great interview with Kathy Gallowitz now. You know from listening to me over the years that my heart is with the military. I mean, it's just that it, uh, my blood runs green. Amen. I mean, it, it's just that's just the way it is. That's my psyche, that's my personality, that was my background and I have a definite heart and sensitivity to all things dealing with the military. Well, this organization, Vanguard Veterans, that Kathy Gallowitz has organized is just absolutely astounding. And I hope you're getting a lot out of this interview. And for my military brothers and sisters out there, you need to get in touch with retired Lieutenant Colonel Gallowitz And join this organization of vanguard veterans and be a blessing to your other brothers and sisters. And folks, there's oh, I, I you have to listen to the interview because I don't have time to recover and recap everything that we talked about. But the good news is this is just part 1. Praise God. She's coming back to conclude this great interview in the very next episode and you do not want to miss it. Till then, this pastor about reminding you. Be blessed
0: in all that you do.